I was in the middle of the opening. And you I went, yo. yo. I just want to say yo. Welcome to the Sibling Sit Down, where brother and sister talk about the beloved New Jersey Mafia hit TV show, The Sopranos. I'm Sarah Stefanelli. And I'm Joe Stefanelli. We're going to be taking you through The Sopranos one episode at a time, one podcast at a time. Sarah, I have not seen you in, it feels like, four months. Wait, I've seen you. Well, I've seen you, but not in this wonderful way that we do this show. No, we haven't talked in a while. No, Um, I think it's been four months since our, since we recorded, to our audience, it's not, but. It hasn't been four months. I think, I think it might be. I mean, you, so in the mean, well, the reason we went on our hiatus is because one, we do whatever the fuck we want. And number two, uh, my sister, I'm proud to say, got her master's. Thank you, Joseph. But more importantly, I had a second child. And yes, my you last did. And your last child, yes. Last you child. And I got to my remind meadow. people that. I got my medal. I got my girl. So I've got my boy and my girl. She's great. She's great. So we took all She's not named Meadow, by the way. She's not named Meadow. Her name is Catherine. Yeah, her name is Catherine. Um, that would have been really aggressive if you named her Meadow. Um, but all good things though, Joseph, for us to take a little hiatus. So all but we're back and, into and it. And we seem to be out of this pandemic seems to be ending. I think we're good and we're fingers out there without masks and fingers crossed. I'm with you. I think I season think two, good. we need to do an episode with you and I together in the same room. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, I we could we- do that. I mean, I've been seeing you. Like, yes. that's not wild to do now. But anyway, we are reviewing the finale, the season one finale of The Sopranos. This is the one where they go to Holston's, right? What? Is this when they go to Holston's? I don't know what that even means. That's the theories finale. I'm making a joke. Oh, okay. Well, Okay. Try to keep up. So, right. I'm keeping up. So we will be discussing season one, episode 13, the finale today, called I Dream of Jeannie Cusimano. Um, as a reminder, if you have not already watched the episode, please stop listening to us. Go watch it and do come back. And as a reminder, we will not give away any spoilers past season one. So this past episode, we will not give away any spoilers. As we hit the conclusion of the history-making first season of The Sopranos, Tony begins to wipe out his enemies only to have the FBI beat him to the punch with Junior and a stroke, real or fake, take Livia. Meanwhile, Father Phil cheats on Carmela, already finds out Tony sets the fire at the original Vesuvio and Melfi lambs it. Whoop, whoop, you wrote this one. And, and, but I added the Father Phil cheats on Carmela at the last minute. You like that? You like that? I threw He's that in? funny. I think he deserved a shout out. He, he, listen, he's good in this episode. He's fantastic. I know I you're not a fan. I don't like him. I know you're not, but, <laughs> but I'm, you're, he, I'll explain. I don't want to jump on this. I like anyway, him, like the actor. I don't like his character. He really, no, I know. He's yeah, excited yeah, yeah. to find that out. This uh, show originally <laughs> aired on April 4th, 1999. Um, and I guess the last one of 1999. I'm going to assume season two started in 2000, so. Okay. All right. So, so firstly, before we jump into our first category, did you think this was a good finale? I do not think it's the best season finale, but I do think it's a very good season finale. I actually would say, it's funny, I think this is a better series finale than a season finale. Because hmm. when they created this episode, Chase had no idea. It's this is not a network television show where they do a couple episodes, they get feedback, and they know if they're canceled. Right. They did 13 episodes, kind of like us. Like, we're making our 13 podcasts having no idea if our audience likes it until right. until our, our season two. And um, so Chase really wrote this as, this is it. If this ends right here with this family at dinner. And you done. know, and that would have been fine. Yes. I mean, and not not to say, I don't I don't really need it to have that cliffhanger- feeling like I you know I don't need it to be like you know who got shot do we know like but I I just I like I like something going like yes here's what we have to look forward to but the truth is other than Livia smiling whether or not she was smiling and, she, and where is pussy see I'm fine with not knowing where pussy yeah is. I know okay. a lot now the audience really wanted to know um, there's a very famous story that I think I've heard Michael Imperioli tell, and I think David Chase has said it in the book, maybe, that 
they were at some kind of advertising thing, whatever. And uh, Steven Tyler okay. came to see them and was wearing a shirt, this is between one and two, that said, where's pussy? <laughs> and it almost was like they compared it to like a hashtag before hashtag okay, of like yeah. where of where's pussy. And that's what made David Chase go, oh crap, people really want to know. know he had no is. plans of continuing that story. Um, you know, and, well, and, and listen, no, sorry, no spoiler, but the story continues. We find I mean, out. Yeah, we we're do. We're going find to out. find out. You're, yeah. <laughs> but the truth is, his plan was no. He listen. Interesting. He was accused of something. He ran away. That's that's his. That's end. what we that's, know. That's, yep. That's pussy's end. And now we know. You know, if pussy is a rat, we do know what happens to rats in this episode. So we'll get. Well, I'm sure Especially we'll get more into fucks. it. Especially, Especially fat fuck rats. rats. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what was your favorite scene? Oh, Jesus, you're jumping in. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot in this scene, but it's got to be, you know, I love a dinner scene and I yeah. love scenes without dialogue. Not that this scene doesn't have dialogue, but there's no mention of what's really under there. And I love the dinner scene um, with Livia and Junior, the two people that now he knows put the hit out on him. And he asks about Artie's visit. I love that Carmela has hardly any dialogue about that topic, but yet the look she's giving him and... Meadow and AJ kind of don't know what's going on, but they know there's something wrong. And I just, I adore that scene, but particularly Edie Falco's performance, despite her being maybe the fourth most important person in that scene, she is just, she's, she's a master actress. Yeah. She just knows what she's doing. Yeah. So my favorite scene is only my favorite scene because of another scene. So follow with me here. So I Only think, story. Yeah, so I think Melfi and Tony, when she calls out Livia and he goes after her in her office. So that is just the most intense scene to me. It is really important. You can see how it's true. It's the only time Tony truly shows how upset he is about the thought of his mother going after him. Like he really cares. We knew that, but this is like, he's about to hurt Melfi over it just because she mentioned that it could have been a possibility so taking that scene into account knowing how he truly feels about it the fbi sit down when they have him listen to all the recordings is my favorite scene because you know how he wants to flip the table you know how he doesn't want to listen to it and he keeps clicking the button and he wants to hear more and you know how painful it is for him to listen to it so that is my favorite scene so the fbi scene is your favorite the FBI scene is my favorite only because, because of the we know how upset he is about this. I particularly love that scene. I like what you're saying, and I do think that's Gandolfini's best acting moment in the in the show to really see the emotion it's going through. And you're right, he's holding back things. But I particularly like that to watch Agent Harris. Um, it's probably the first time I really looked at him and how upset he is which sort of makes everything that happens, particularly in seasons four, five, and six, make a lot more sense. Because a yeah. lot of audience people get a little irritated with Agent Harris at, at, towards the end of this series. But now I'm seeing it's like, oh, well, okay, he's human. He, he's, he's, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Cause he's but, hurt to watch Tony get hurt. He, he's, he has yeah, emotions. He really yeah. doesn't like that. No. Cause it's, um, yeah, would you want to hear that? I mean, it's just awful for any son to hear kid, not even son, but. I mean, a man responsible for the murder and destruction of many people, I probably wouldn't care if, uh, no, I wouldn't. I don't know. We, and this, you're, it's funny, you're kind of getting into something that I want to yeah. talk about yeah. uh, okay. very much. But I want to talk about the, the Melfi Tony scene um, because I have a different take than you. Okay. I do not think he's upset because like his, his dialogue is that's my mother we're talking about and and we're through he's when he hears her saying this is what split is her wrong up, with her yeah he's hearing it about himself mm. he's hearing that and going holy shit that's me i'm that person i don't think tony is that person tony he finds is. joy he only finds he, he only time he smiles in this episode is when he's going to kill his enemies Joseph, I mean, he, he, the ending scene is him toasting his family that he loves them and he's thankful for them. And that he has, I have, Livia, imagine Livia doing that though. I don't think that it, no, I, I think they're off a little bit. I think he's realizing that she's absolutely right. And he's so upset that his freaking own mother 
I see your kitty in the background. Oh, yeah, there he is. Um, there, there's <laughs> other things. There's, there's things in future seasons that I don't can't talk about. But okay, there's a okay, lot that of is stuff. fair. There's a lot, a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, favorite quote. My favorite quote is maybe the most famous quote is uh, <laughs> Cunnilingus and Psychiatry brought us to this. <laughs> Never did I ever think I would say the words Cunnilingus to you as my sister, but that's, uh, I had we, to. We signed up to talk about The Sopranos. There's that's a lot right. that we never expected to actually have conversations that's about. That's right. So. I, but here, here's why. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously it is hysterical. It is a great yes. scene. How, how a man can sum up an entire season of television, uh, 13 hours of television in a single sentence of only six words is amazing, seven words. But I'm gonna bring you back to our analysis of the pilot. Okay. We talked about how the statue, the first thing we see is a statue of between a woman's legs and Tony there. And we said it was like him being born and maybe the statue looked like Livia. And it's like, that's like, he's stuck in all these women in his life. Or it's, I mean, he's sitting in a psychiatrist's office with his face in between a statue oh, yeah, of legs. legs. I mean, <laughs> literally the first shot of this show is Cunnilingus and psychiatry merged together. And now it's come full circle 13 episodes later. Like, see, Love it. that's what brought us to this. Love I mean, it. That, it, it, it's br- it's a brilliant bring back to the or call back to the first episode. Uh, I will say, I mean, my runner-up has to be we've more important things to talk about than Jeannie Cusimano's fat ass, which is you know I always do you do you look at the titles when you when you prepare for our podcast? I I do, and I don't really get why this is no maybe the most random. vague title of all time. I, I mean, like obviously it's a Barbara thing. Eden reference in it, but it doesn't, it doesn't really make that dream sense. seems like nothing compared to the rest of the series. And even Melfi seems to go, oh, well, there's really nothing there. But I don't yeah. know. It's very, very unusual. And they, that's one of maybe, if I had to make a list of 10 questions, I'd ask David Chase that'd be one. What was with that title? Nice. It's not nice. even in the episode. And we hardly know Jeannie Kusumano yet. Season two, we get to know her a lot better. Maybe it's a lead up to that. Maybe it's a lead up to that. Maybe it's like, I don't know, we're about to meet the Guzmanos. I don't know. No, but we we have met her. We did the the whole episode where he plays golf with them and stuff, but it just, it was weird. And plus, well, Melfi has the dinner party at their house. Right, right. Though I do love that scene for the one moment of, it's an odd moment of tenderness that Gandolfini gives when he goes, you know, Gene. Yeah. Like he's embarrassed. Like, I don't want to do that to you. That's not nice. We can, we can skip this. Yeah. What's your favorite quote? Big tits, little feet hit hitting any guy's leg. <laughs> um, and a great last one-liner for a dude who's about to get whacked. Um, is is that a thing? I don't. I've never looked at women's. Do men? Am I, I weird I, that I've never? Cared? I don't know, but I thought it was funny. Yes, I, I agree with <laughs> you, and it is a great line for Jimmy. For it's Jimmy. Jimmy. For Jimmy's end. Yeah. I have a runner-up. Because I thought it was, it just shows the separation in one brief moment of Melfi's moral status and Tony's. When he, when she has that moment of, oh my God, people are going to get murdered. And he says without hesitation, don't get distracted by shit like that. Keep your eye on the ball. Like the, it, it just really paints that picture of he they just have two completely moral codes and she's devastated. And he's like, we can't even think about murder. We're thinking about you. (laughs) Um, So it just, I I thought that was an interesting line at the moment. But that's because he does care about her. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, But again, like she's like, oh my God, people are going to die. He's like, who gives a shit? We're we're worried about you. It's just, it's a lot. This this is skipping a little bit, but it's connected sort of. Why does Tony go back at the end to see her? When the sim, you know, the big symbol of the lights go out and the storm is approaching, I think why he, does he go to see her? Because he had, he had. I don't know. Was that that was uh, after he saw his mom, right? It's literally the scene right before. Maybe that he wanted to talk to her about that. Or is he telling her that everything's fine? You can come back because they're all arrested. Anyway. But I don't, but I don't know that. I don't, because. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's, oh, they're all arrested, you could say, and you're safe And then now. it's kind of recon in season two, because. 
don't know. Let's not jump though. We promise. Sorry. I'm sorry. Audience, I apologize. Um, okay. Let's move to theme of the episode. All right. I You're wrong. I'm not wrong. (laughs) I I agree with yours. I read yours, but I have a whole thing with mine. And I think it's more about just it. Go ahead. You go first and then I'll go. The the clear theme, and I changed mine um, in the middle of of my preparation, is complicity and power. Um, This whole episode is all about who's going to side with who, particularly who's going to side with Tony. Um, You know, Artie clearly has a moral struggle of what he's going to do. And, you know, he even says, he says the words, you made me an accomplice mm-hmm. to a murder um, or a crime. And, 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 but he says, in the end, I'm going to go with Tony. And he accepts him into his restaurant. And he gives him that final supper that, you know, with him and his family, you know, again, considering this was a series finale, it's like, that's their last supper. It's over. It's that the series is over and he's the one giving them this beautiful meal. Um, so he's clearly complicit. You know, Junior doesn't say Tony's in the block. That's an ego trip, but it's complicit. It's complicity with Tony. He's, he's giving Tony the keys to the kingdom. We already said Harris's attitude towards the treatment of Tony. There's that little bit of complicity. Like, I feel bad for this guy, so I'm kind of siding with him. Um, Father Phil, I mean, Armella does a whole scene, which I really want to do a deep dive into that scene later, but there's a whole team that says you are complicit with everything that this guy does and yet you you say you want to fix him no you don't because if you fix him you wouldn't get to use his entertainment system and, and come to his fancy mansion you wouldn't even know us because we'd have to run we'd have to we'd have to be in hiding um See, even Silvio's speech to Pauly at the end. Pauly's like, I don't know how I feel about the, you know, the skip seeing a woman's psychiatrist. Well, get the fuck over it because he's going to be the boss. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, Silvio, truly, Silvio has issues with therapy. There's no way that Silvio just goes, yeah, it's cool. No, he has problems with it too, but he's keeping it quiet because Tony's the boss. Mm-hmm. The theme you just mentioned, I mean, Melfi, in the first episode, Melfi clearly says, if I know someone's going to be murdered, I go to the police. She's got it. She knows someone's going to die, and yet she never says, I'm going to the police. We, she she's could have gone to, We don't know if she's gone to the police. She could have just she's gone, not to the, gone to the police. We know she's not gone to the police. Well, she will actually, they talk about that openly. She says, I can't go to the cops. I, he's like, you don't know anything. I don't know. You don't know names. Well. She doesn't, she though. She doesn't Sabrano. know. But she doesn't know enough. I don't think she would know enough for someone to arrest him still complicity she could go and get protection okay um carmella it's like carmella's his his aid in this whole situation i totally agree this one is i was shocked that she knew that junior and his mom when they're sitting on the bed in the scene when he says your favorite line when they're sitting there and she knows all of this it's shocking to me that she's that he just told her and they need to get through it together. She she has to also act like everything's okay. Like it's the first time that Tony did not protect her from the business. It was like, nope, my mom tried to kill me. My mom tried to kill me. And and also the the, the conversation gives me the impression this is not the first time they talked about it. Right. I totally agree. And I was kind of also shocked. And also, you know, when they're in um when Roe and her having lunch, the first time we see Father Phil and Artie, who, who are very paralleled in this episode, um, we know that that Carmela has said things to Roe because Roe continually gives her the side eye um, her. about the her insurance. Can. You know, did the, the insurance came through, Roe gives her, which gives me the impression that there was no insurance money, that Tony just somehow got him money. That's, that's, that's how I read that yeah. because we know the insurance was not giving them and then all of a sudden they get it. So I assume Tony did something. He threatened yeah. somebody or just gave the money in the name of insurance, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, Owen already says, and then the carjacking. And again, we see Roe, look at her. Oh, no, I she, this. I think she was married to the boss. These no, two well, Roe doesn't bother me as much as the fact that Carmela knows enough and told Roe. Like that means yeah. Carmela has expressed, I know the truth. And then, I mean, in the back in the bedroom, Tony literally says, I'll take care of Mikey P and my uncle. I mean, she it's said, says, I'm going to murder these two people. And it's the first, and Carmela just looked at him like, okay. Like, it's the first time that Carmela was told, and, and I think it ties into 
finally her standing up to father Phil to be like, yo, back off. Like we have shit, to, we have shit we need to take care of as a family. And like, you need to back off. And which is, it was just a very different Carmela in this episode. I think it fit. It wasn't odd, but I liked the new, the newish Carmela that we saw. Even Meadow walks in and says, oh God, cut the shit. Like, I know what you're talking about. Um, It's just very, it's just, everyone kind of knows where they stand. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Oh. And even last week, even your girl Charmaine. Uh, you know, I don't want this place to be a mob hit. Well, number one, don't hire Adriana. She did, does. She even know that they're dating. Oh, of course, she knows. Christopher and Adriana have come into Vesuvio. In fact, they're there. Then, when did you scene, hire Adriana to be the? I would, but I, I mean, her. you know, if you don't want the mob to be a part, well, don't invite the. He's the next in line. I mean, he is the, he's, he's next. He's, yeah. he's Michael Corleone. I mean, are you really going to <laughs> Well, AJ's let, not. <laughs> no, stop it. You know, are we really going to let, are we really going to let Adriana in there? And then in the end, of course, we know it worked because we have Adriana and Christopher at the bar and we have the Paulie and Sylvia, you know, the three people that he told about therapy, you know, his protectors, his crew. And it, I mean, that restaurant has become, you know, we started in the old Vesuvio and now we end in the new Vesuvio. So I agree with you about all everything you just said. Good, and I think I know my I theme, I know you're right. But my theme, I thought it was very much about sides. And again, I think this is just a, a product of a very good season finale where we know where everyone stands. So Artie chooses to change sides and we and he lands on Tony's side. Um, like we said, Carmela is on Tony's side. She doesn't give him any grief this episode for anything that's going on like she is just on real teammate with him tony realizes come finally comes to the conclusion that his mom was on junior's side the whole time that's very clear now carmela's not on father phil's side right um tony finally takes a side openly against his mom when she like when he yells at her uh in the end we learn that no one's on the fbi side no matter what um because no one really no one says anything, you know, Junior is the only one who gets interrogated on film, right? But he doesn't say shit. I actually think that seems very funny. When he says, do you prefer Corrado or Junior? And he says, I prefer Mr. Soprano. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I that great. Um, All of his eyebrows in that scene are phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's amazing, too. I mean, they're all. Um, so I, I just thought it was really interesting that there is no one else on this show that you can honestly say you've never questioned their, or now do not have to question their loyalty to Tony, who's not in that restaurant. You think Paulie? You question Paulie's loyalty? No, I'm saying not one person in the restaurant can you question their loyalty to Tony. Every single oh, yes. person is on Tony's side at the end of the scene. And then there's really no other person who's missing who I could be like, I even had a moment where I questioned them. Like, not Charmaine? No, no. She's just against the whole mob in general. She's not sides against Junior or Tony. Like, that's not what Charmaine is. She's just against oh, like, oh, you, I got them you. in general. I'm saying, like, literally their loyalty in the mob to Tony. Everyone is loyal to Tony. There's, like, I don't have it. I personally, at this point in the stage of the game, have no questions about any of those people. There's also, talking about complicity and sides bird together, did you notice there's a little sister motif in this episode? Like Charmaine says that Carmela is like a sister to me. Livia is looking for her sister in the beginning. And then um, and Carmela says both of your sisters left really both early. Your left. And, and I assume, since we know that Aunt Patty is not Tony's sister, that's Carmela. Well, it's been mentioned that Carmela has a sister we never meet in the series, but they're driving to Aunt Patty's, so I assume. Wait, do, do you assume that that's not? They would say the uncle because maybe it's an Aunt Patty. They call everyone Aunt Uncle though. Nah, I don't know. I just assume it's Carmela's huh. sister. And do, there has been mention that Carmela has a sister. I think I think her name is Patty. I think they say it in season two at some point. Okay. Good, um, good catch. So like, there's there's a, for an episode that's so male driven. In in my opinion, just you know, because do you're you think dealing it's with in Phil, honor of me as your sister. I do. I think. You think they did it? Well, there you're the fifth mention of sisters because they thought of you in the show. Right, exactly, exactly. But I, there is this odd thing about sisterhood, like, and 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 the women have to stay together, even though this episode is all about tearing women apart. Even Roe, even Roe and Carmela. I mean, I don't think they end mad at each other, but clearly there's a rift yeah, there now. Yeah. Um, 
Before we go to our next category, what was the worst hit of this episode? Like what hurt you the most? Watching Jimmy die or watching Carmela throw out that penne rigatoni and all of that? Why did she throw it out? When she's pissed off at Father Phil. No, no, no. I know, but why throw, don't you just take that home and feed that to your kids? Why perfect? That was drama. That was like. Oh God. That was just a great no, that's scene. That's perfectly good food. No, but it, was, it looks so good. And I was just, why? And the way this, you could tell the sauce was good because it was dripping out of the pan and it like slowly. Yeah, it looks so good. There's a lot of food mentioned in this episode too. Well, well, I, well, I, I mean, you're killing me. Let's let's keep going. Oh, <laughs> let, let's talk that one first. Let's, well, let's, okay, let's go. go, go. So our symbolism, we're about to move into that. So I want to talk about Father Phil. Because I, I know you don't like this character, but let's, let's really talk about he has a particularly big role in this episode i'd argue maybe even bigger than his role in college which is maybe the role where we learn who father phil is you know here's my take of it i think father phil is literally us the audience we are we're we're good people we know that tony's bad and yet this is david chase going but yet you love this fucking show yeah you 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 come you've complained to me about that it's bad for Italians. You complained to me that he shouldn't have killed Febby. You complain, but in the end, you fucking love this show. You eat you eat my steaks. You watch my entertainment, and and David Chase, like Carmela says, and I'm very fond of you, but don't give me your shit anymore. If there is a second season, you're coming back. Yeah, because I you it, yeah. know, because I'm giving you like he she says the whiff of sexuality. Mm-hmm. I gave you the whiff of crime. I gave you the whiff of what it's like to be a mafia member, and you're you're not going anywhere. So I think so, Father Phil's role in this episode is so important, and we know this show is meta. Like David yeah. Chase loves to talk to his audience, mm-hmm. um, and that's I, I. This is the first time I've watched it where I thought that. Like I so, really caught up. And, and again, and the, the reason I tied that to food, because Carmela says, somehow it's tied up with food. Yeah. Food is used as such a weapon in this show. Like, have you ever seen anyone go to see somebody for a favor without bringing food? Well, that's I'll just never, an Italian thing. Yeah, but it's, I mean, think about Tony never went to see his mother without bringing macaroons or yeah, bringing but, cookies. No, I, I, hold on. I have to argue that that's just an Italian thing. Do you go places without bringing something? No, but I, don't know. <laughs> I just think it. I, I think there's something there, and I mean, and again, you know, I'm for this is a cannoli, but Carmela is going to in season two bring food to someone, and it's yeah, not it's the best thing. I, I know, I know, it's one of your favorite episodes. It, it just so my thing is so I agree. If Father Phil is us, and the way we shouldn't be, I argue that Charmaine is what we should be. She's us and sure. the logic that we should be. And she's our whiff of logic of why are we associating with ourselves with these people at all? Hello. Like she's the only one with a brain when it comes to all of this stuff. And I would argue that Charmaine is what we should be and the father feels what we are. And, and that really makes sense because that's Artie's debate. Do I listen yeah. to father Phil and tell Charmaine? Charmaine. Yep. Cause father Phil, father Phil basically wants Charmaine to to kind of be more in, more involved because hoping that would destroy Tony. That's the other, you know, I have this whole thing with Father Phil. Father Phil is not looking to help Tony. He's looking to destroy Tony. Yeah. I mean, both both Livia and Phil use Artie, of all people, to destroy to, to, Tony. Soprano. So you agree that, Liv- oh, I, you think that Livia did told Artie on purpose so he would go kill Tony? Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I don't, I mean, listen, there's a discussion there whether she's faking Alzheimer's, but at that moment. You think she did not? No. I, I you agree. Can't even say she has, she has Alzheimer's because she remembers the fire. I mean, I, it's very, you don't know what is remembered and what's not. Like, that's very difficult to read. I agree with you that I think she did that on purpose, but I do think by the end of this episode, there is memory, there's true memory loss. I think she's triggered by them all going to jail and it's, and she does have a stroke but i do think she sent Artie on purpose to try to kill her son again so she's a psycho <laughs> but like yeah, yeah 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 no you're absolutely right 
Um, um, one yeah. of the first things that, okay, so like we talked about weather a little bit, the power going out in the storm as soon as Tony realizes Melfi has left. I think that's his power source is gone. And he panics. And then the next scene, they're driving in the storm. So I think that's a pretty obvious. Which is, which weather, as you said, has played such a role. And yeah. it's, it's so Shakespearean in this one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's funny though, because it's, Chase loves to play with our expectations and we are so, so programmed to think storm equals bad. But in this, it's, it's, this is really the only thing that indicates season two to me. Because while they're having this wonderful dinner and he says this wonderful quote, which is going to become very important later. Later, yep. And his apostles are around him as he's having this last supper. We have the storm outside saying, but your doom's not over. It's, yeah, but you're going to be Lear. fine. Yeah. It's King Lear. It's outside. It's it's going to destroy him. Um, also, you know, we go back to the third episode when we saw that painting. Yeah. Which I love that painting. And he says, that is a that is a tool. I see a rotting tree. And she goes, that tree's not rotting. But then what's stopping them from getting home is a tree falling. There's a tree falling outside of parties. And then the last thing that we hear right before the end of the episode is a tree falling outside. Interesting. So, 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 you know, and again, if you want to go into the Christ symbolism, there's three, three things fall. Um, and it, there are all these trees that are, that he said that the trees are rotting all around me. Um, one symbol, which is very obvious, is the rat in Jimmy's mouth. So that's a symbol that they even embrace, right? So yeah, I have a question about that. Okay. Where would they get the rat? Do you think that like they went to the pet store on the way to Jimmy's, knowing that they needed a rat, or like on the way home, Paulie's like, "Oh, stop! I see a rat on the side of the street. We gotta shove it into Jimmy's mouth." Like, well, where'd they get the rat to shove in Jimmy's mouth? I mean, I think it's pretty easy to find. You can go to any New York City subway and grab a rat. So you think they specifically were like, we got to go get a rat to shove it in Jimmy's mouth as for to symbol to show this, what he was? Yeah, and I don't care because that's such an awesomely violent, disgusting, disturbing image that I don't care. Especially when his eyes are open, the the, the wound in his head is... It's rough. But I just found it funny. It's just like they they went out of their way to find a rat and shove it in his mouth because that's what he is. And it's just good symbolism that they recognized. It's just funny. Yes, I agree. We had our first true swimming with the fishes. We did. Tony has the cinder block that he will drop that guy into the water and he will swim with the fishes. And uses the fish. And uses the fish to hide the gun. Yes. Um, Which again, I don't think Chase did this on purpose but it turns out to be a huge a finale, finale yep. especially as a season finale yeah that's very true yeah that's very true did you also notice and this is where again i think chase is a is maybe too meta in this one <laughs> okay um that i'm blanking if it's villain one or villain two or three but the boat that chucky's on is named the villain Oh, I didn't. And I think it's villain. That. It's villain two or villain three. I think it's three because I think I said to myself, "Oh, of course, because he's the third in line. Mikey's, Mikey's two. two, and he's but three. like that's where I want to be. Like Chase hates he hates mob movies that are predictable, and he loved this show for not being predictable. He's all about you know AJ and the kid fighting, and the fight never happens. Yeah. We never see age. We never see Junior and Tony finally go. We don't get to see him, and you don't get to see him suffocate his mother because of the quote quote stroke right but for our audience he has the pillow assuming that just so people know what we're talking about he grabs a pillow to go kill her i assume yeah okay (laughs) but he but what i'm saying is but then he throws in not only am am i going to give you the violence you want by killing chucky but i'm going to do it comically with a fish (laughs) and i'm going to it was almost like the naked gun like you know when when like when Leslie Nielsen and the Naked Gun is like looking for a bad guy and a door says bad guy entered here. I mean, by putting the boat villain, like, but I think that's him almost making fun of his own genre. Like, yeah. fine. We yeah. know you're, we know you want to whack him. So here's a there good you way. Go. Do you find it odd that Tony did it himself or was that because he had the boating license and he needed to do it? I do. I think, I, right. I don't think Chucky, first of all, I don't even know why I, I didn't care about killing Chucky. I wouldn't no, remember. I, li- I didn't even remember who he was. I was Chucky like, okay. existed. Yeah, I am a little surprised. I, yeah, I mean, I would have thought he'd want 
Mikey. Do you think that David Chase was trying to throw us off? Because honestly, I didn't see Mikey's death coming because they already killed that guy. I thought they were going to send a message to Junior and Mikey to back off using this guy that no one cared about. And then they killed Mikey anyway. So I think maybe he was trying to throw us off. Maybe. Tony does say, I mean, I'll take care of Mikey. He he doesn't even tell Carmella, I'm going to take care of Chucky. Yeah, that's true. Did, did you were you happy to see Mikey die? Yeah. Good death. Yeah, and it's a good death. And I also love that both of those men did not do it for Tony. They both gave their own reasons. Comedically, Paulie yep. gives the not poison ivy bullshit, which I mean, poison ivy takes sometimes days to feel the Is that of, is that um a symbol there? Something with poison ivy on Paul? Sure. I mean, I mean, sure. I mean, that's something that touches He's you and then poisons you. It's uncomfortable. He, I mean, that's he heard that's about Tony. Tony. Yeah, he heard about Tony's psychiatry. So he's um, he's just a little itchy about it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I love that he's wearing the shit in the in the. Rest oh, of it's perfect. It's perfect. But Christopher says, you know, it's it's Brendan. I'm avenging Brendan Falone. Yeah. There's really no mention. Like you should have. No. You you shouldn't mess with Tony Soprano. Like yeah. I just found that interesting that that. They all had their reasons. And, and I also love the scene with him and the wife beforehand. Oh, and then her her saying... my all. And then to ca- then to follow up with her <laughs> saying the last thing he said was he loved I me. love you all <laughs> I mean, um, and I love Carmela watching that. Yeah. Because Carmela believes her. And she in her head is thinking someday Tony's going to say, I love you. I'll be right back. And he's not going to come back. Yeah, well, and it really, it, she cannot stand losing her husband. Should we move um, on? Are you are you a Renee Zellweger fan? No, I don't really care. No, I'm not either. I'm not either. So I was kind of, I kind of like that Carmela gives her that little <laughs> That little dig. <laughs> have you ever seen One True Thing? I have not. But, it, it, but <laughs> Renee Zellweger, it's all about her and her mother. Like her, not, not her character, dealing with a terrible mother. There you go. Yeah. So that, oh, I love know, that he does it. it David chases use movies a lot. Other, you know, yeah, outside yeah, movies. Cool. Uh, uh, most valuable Goomba. Well, well, I have one more. We got to oh. talk about, we have to talk about Father Phil's uh, wearing Jackie's watch. <gasps> what? That's in my later thing. I mentioned it later. Why? We can bring it up later. No, let's, let's talk later. about it now. Why does, why? It, that, I felt that was so odd. I think, I think, well, it, one, it brings the whole, it brings to light the idea that. But even Rose, I get it. She like wants to be in her, his favor or whatever. If yeah. She's the new Carmela, whatever. But, but also that he doesn't give... think Carmela's special. Like I look past Tony's sins because I love you so much. He doesn't give a shit. He took the, mo- he took the boss's watch. Wait, I agree. But also Roe April has a son. Like why the fuck does Father Phil have Jackie's watch. That is like not okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm. We don't know. We don't know yet that he has a son. We. Jackie I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. But, I, but to assume that they wouldn't have a son is weird. I mean, to assume that they Jackie. don't have another nephew or something. I like they're a big Italian families. Give the watch to not Father Phil. <laughs> I, I just I, that was, like you know, bothered me. So Oh but it's it also to me it's it's Jackie's ghost is in the episode. He's he's Fine. because Phil is through there. Is Roe not a representation of Jackie's ghost and her and Carmela confiding in Roe because she was in the same position? No, 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 Don't like it. Don't like it. What do you make of it, the the line about it? I haven't figured out how to get to the millennium yet. How to time it to the millennium? I think there's something there too. Well, I think it's it's the last of the episode. Next time we see you, it's going to be 2000. I think that's just a nice little nod to the audience. Oh, maybe. All right, that's a good one. Yeah, point. I think that's it. I mean, is there even a contest for the most valuable Goomba? I mean, no, it's Tony. Tony won this episode on yep. so many levels. He wins, he not only wins the, the episode, he wins the series. Like he, James Gianoffini walks away as the most talented up and coming actor of all time. He comes out of nowhere and he had bit parts in movies and now he's, he's, he's Tony the most Soprano. famous man in the world. He's the most famous character television has ever seen. And to this day, 
has never really been beaten as far as best male character. I mean, who... In your opinion. I, I In mine, probably. But I haven't thought about there it. There is no top five list that exists without, without Tony Soprano. Soprano on it. Listen, I agree with you. It's because of Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree. And, me, and as know? we know, since since the last time we had did this, the the what is it? Saints of New Nork. What is it called? The Many Saints of Many Nork. Saints of Nork trailer has come out with Gandolfini's son starring as Tony. Yes. Are we pumped? I'm very pumped. I, th- I thought the trailer was excellent. Um, I thought and, he was in it a lot more. I mean, the, the title literally refers to Dickie Moltisante. Moltisante yes. and many saints. I, yeah. I just, I kind of, so, so I, I didn't think it was going to be as much Tony, but I'm very happy. Yeah. Do you think that he'll live up to James Gandolfini's role as Tony Soprano? Um, I think that people love James Gandolfini so much that even if he doesn't, they'll forgive him because because no he's his son. Then you have yes. to sympathize with what he's doing. He has, as far as I'm concerned, he has the most difficult role in a movie of 2021. No actor this year will do anything as difficult as what he has to do. On one level, playing one of the most beloved characters, beloved characters, and beloved actors, mm-hmm. but doing it, he was your father. Yeah. I mean, now, I mean. Any man who's ever be. taken over the family business, whether crime or otherwise, knows what kind of pressure that is. Imagine least. his mother watching that. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it's probably just so emotional. I'm going to be emotional. I don't even know the people. So well, anyway. I'm very excited. And for our audience, if you've not seen the trailer, you should definitely YouTube it. It's 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 something. And there's a lot of Easter eggs. You can see things. Yeah, I funny. have a lot of theories. Uh, unfortunately, I can't talk about because they would reflect things. Well, that, we'll get. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about. Well, it. by then we'll know. Yeah, well, I, exactly. By the time we'll, we get to season five, episode one, which we'll be to fine. me is the most important. Ep- is that season one? Season five? No, I'm lying. I don't know, season I, four. I don't know what you're talking about. Season I don't know the episode. Season four, four, episode one, to me is going to be the Many Saints of North. Like everything that that episode talks about is what the movie is. That's how I. That's what I believe is coming. Gotcha. Um, and anyone who knows the show, just go on to your HBO Max or go to your DVD and very quickly go see, just read the summary of what that episode is. And when you go, oh shit, yes. Everything I think we don't know about that episode is going to be answered in this movie. I think it's going to be. That's exciting. But yeah, Tony wins and, and I, I can't, I mean, maybe Father Phil for me was next, but. Uh, but yeah, but not even, yeah, not a close runner up. Um, all right, next category. Yeah, so if we pulled this shit or something that made us go, oh my God, it's us. Um, mine's kind of minimal. I, I, you know, seeing them at that family dinner reminds me of when we were kids. We were that age. We had a restaurant in, uh, in New Jersey called La Strada, which no longer is open. And uh, well, we were just there though. We were, it's, yeah, it's now it's become, new- it's become a bunch of different places, but now it's a breakfast place. The, which is, delicious it was great and shout when we were there taylor, you said wait shout out this... to taylor sam's and brick yeah <laughs> it's taylor really sam's good and no, yeah the best pancakes i've ever had yeah um but anyway it is nice that there's a restaurant there that we do love and we go back yeah. and we thought oh wow lastrada look but you even said oh this is Lestrada. like it looks so different of, but it looks so different but that was i mean every once a week at least we go there for oh, dinner okay. that was and Aunt Joni worked there. It works there, right, PJ worked there. Patrick at one point. Like we, we had so many people who it, it was just around. You worked at La Strada at some point? Yeah, like I did like a couple nights when they needed somebody. Oh, I, I didn't even year. remember Joni that. Had, yeah, Joni wow. and and See, it was very yeah, no, that that was uh an era that was really nice, the La Strada era. Um mm-hmm. mine I, I, I laughed because Tony, we got another smack upside the head on AJ. Yeah, I forgot about that one. And it's just, I always laugh at that because daddy definitely still smacks you outside the head, probably. Yeah, I find you have your own children. Lightly doing it to Adam now. <laughs> I lightly do it to Adam. Please do not, please, listeners, don't call the authorities. I'm not hitting like, no, 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 across no. the head. Do you call him Gagoots while you do I it? I call him Gagoots all the time. He answers to it. <laughs> and people think I'm crazy. What and if it? you ask him, Adam, what what is your nickname from daddy? He goes, Gagoots. <laughs> 
We're trying to cute. find like We're a female version sick. for Catherine, but I have not yet found it. Like I was trying like gagats. It just doesn't work. Googitas. Googats. No, I think we're just going to let this be. I think we're just going to let it be. Okay, that's fine. Um, Anything else for that one? Nothing really. The kids are not really that. And and I'd like to think our mothers would never be that complicit. Yeah, and I don't think. Yeah, Yeah, I think we're good. No, it's. Agreed. Yeah. Cannolis. You know, it's funny. I I did not write all of mine down. I have have more. I totally forgot Meadow on, on my on my notes. I totally forgot Meadow making out with the his Dominican ass is huge. Totally annoying. Yeah. I mean, so you know, we she she seems be to careful. Like... That's all you have to say. Okay, go on. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Um, Tony pulling out the gun on Chucky out of a fish yep. is definitely a direct foreshadowing of another season. Um. Tony gives the famous toast, which kind of became a famous thing in the show. Um, I remember at the time it being a quote, like, remember the happy times, which is actually revisited by AJ in the final episode. So which is surprising it would be AJ that would bring up such a positive, beautiful line. Um, I already talked about Agent Harris not being happy about Tony being hurt by the FBI. I think Chris leaving dramatically a little over dramatically, in my opinion, of the of when he finds out Tony's therapy is a little foreshadowing of Chris's issues. Um, and Paulie and Chris killing Mikey in the woods is a little uh, uh that's I list- of Pine Barrens. I yeah. listed that one, and that's my favorite episode, Pine Barrens. When it what season is Pine Barrens? Season three. It's my favorite episode of all time. Christian and I quote it all the time um and it, it was them running in the woods and like even right after they kill mikey the cell phone rings like it's just it's very a cannoli that excites me because i love that why does the cell phone in the woods force i don't know why i don't know if i can say they're like they're the cell phone is just something that is with oh them. because of the role the cell phone plays in vibrant yeah I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Adriana at the restaurant in general and Charmaine talks about her so positively. Um, I think that's a cannoli that uh Adriana is the fucking best. <laughs> you really ever. like Adriana. Not Adriana's not big in this episode. She's not big in this whole season, really. I mean, like she has, she has a, a whole episode. episode. She had that awful episode about a hit is a hit. Right. No, I agree. She had one episode, but I mean Adriana, like becomes a much oh, she no she has the Meadowlands episode she's pretty I actually found in in watching this with you I I was shocked how big of a role she is in this okay season. that's right I don't remember her being I big. think she's great she is she's delightful <laughs> she's delightful great. what Good else for her. there are other ones and I'm and I, I didn't write them down but there I felt there were a lot of there's a lot of portrait there's more Oh, oh no, I know a big one. I know a huge one. So the dinner scene, which I love, Livia makes this bullshit story about um, pork. Yes. Are you feeding me pork with, uh, with trichinosis? Yeah, I'm something. saying that right. And then we have, in season two, we have the, we've already met Janice as a child, but in season two, Tony's sister will arrive. Uh, and there's a very comical scene about Janice, do you eat pork? Uh, no. Oh. oh, not in that way. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, yep. and she's sitting in that scene, she's sitting in Livia's seat. She has been doing nothing but pissing Tony off. Like, there's, like, it, it clearly is a nice little callback. To He's like, coming soon, man. Janice is going to change. Here Janice she has a little comes. lot to talk about. She comes oh, right away. She comes God. right away. Wow. soon. Okay, good stuff. Any more cannolis? I think this was and more of a wrap-up than a... Like, yeah, this, I, I thought I'm this sure was a lot. very good finale wrap-up, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel I felt really good about it. It is. It is. Um, all right, Any- now our Anything Else segment. Yeah, why don't you go first? I've been going first. I have, I have some complaints, actually. I have complaints, too. Um, are we worried that they never checked Jimmy if he had a wire or not? Does it? And I think you even say, does it matter? It doesn't matter. Well, 
he we know he doesn't because he didn't he they make comments about he, he what he's wearing and he didn't have time to put anything decent and also he can't wear a wire when he knows he's going to meet a hooker then then are we concerned that we're not positive that jimmy was a rat well, they're I, I'm positive. Not... i think we the audience are not positive but they're positive but why the evidence pretty... they made a whole thing about when remember when paulie took pussy to the whatever steam room or whatever they made mm-hmm. such a big deal is it just because they love pussy and they don't give a fuck about jimmy because he made such a big deal like you have to see the wire to make sure yeah. and jimmy they were like yeah i think the way he's behaving he's a rat so they shoot you, him you bring up a good point you're right you i, I feel very point. uncomfortable it makes me kind of like think that they're like rogue a little bit about it well, I think I think the scene that we we walk in at the end of this meeting, we start the episode at the end of this meeting, which the first line of dialogue is something like, "Okay, this is what we're going to do," which is weird because nothing about what they're going to do actually happens in the episode. Like as far like seriously, like yeah. like every every expectation you have, like Junior and Lydia should be dead, but they're not. Like, and I just love the the paradox of that first line. You know, a cannoli is just the fact that they're in New York. Why is that a cannoli? I mean, New York's going to become a big part of all yes. this. Yes, I mean, bigger yeah, I mean, than John, it is it's now. It's not like Johnny Sack hasn't been there. I mean, we—they're part. Yeah, they're a faction of a. Yeah. Of a, I, I hear you, but I don't know. But um, but that meeting, I think the fact that he's asking stupid questions that like that it proves to Junior, like. I don't know. It doesn't sit well with me. But which, by the way, is one of the few times we see Tony smile in the episode because he's going to get to kill somebody. Kill somebody. Um, I know. I mean, Jimmy. A part of me did think at some point that Artie was going to kill or shoot him, Tony. No, but never. Like there are times where I was holding my breath. I love when Tony asks him, "So you took their money?" Like he thinks Junior convinced Artie to do this, and it's almost like. And I love how the camera works. The camera's a little shaky when he's asking that, but as soon as he reveals that it was his mother who did it the camera steadies because Tony knows how to handle this because Tony is his mother. It's a great <laughs> fucking game of chess they're playing. And oh he wins. God. He's going to win. And it's just so amazing how he just steadies himself. Like, now I've got this. I know how to manipulate. Um, I know how to manipulate already. I just love it. I love it. Um, I have a call out to every woman my age watching the show with us that meadows hair at the end of, of the last scene everybody wanted to have that perfect butterfly clip halo crown around their head and even in the rain meadow just nailed it you wouldn't understand but people are nodding on the other side of this right now going oh, yep yeah. that her hair was her hair was just perfect it was every 90s girl's just dream to have the perfect twist with the butterfly clips around i mean good for her I'm yeah it was great was able to figure this just brought brava Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. So I'm gonna, I didn't have complaints of like what you were saying. I have blooper complaints. Like, yeah, go ahead. Think, no, no, no. Go ahead. Um, how does Artie know all these details about the motives of the fire? Like, I think Artie's, I, Artie's dialogue is amazing. I love when he says, to help me, you sick fuck, to stop a crime from happening. In, how do you know that? Like, How to put it together? The, that's yeah, first of I all, know. the plot is stupid. Like, like the fact that Tony, how do I stop a hit in a restaurant? I'll blow up the restaurant. Like, even that is so stupid. There are so many other ways to solve that problem. Like, here's one: How about you kill him? <laughs> like, if Junior's going to kill this guy, and I don't want him to die in the restaurant, well, then take the guy out somewhere else. Like, beat Junior to it. If he killed Pussy Malanga, problem solved. But anyway, Livia does not give him those details, and nor would Livia probably even know those details. Yeah. Okay. Like, what? How does he know that? Um, and 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 this is on the similar vein. Those recordings um, that they play this. for Tony. First of all, how many microphones are in green, green, green growth? Because I know when all those lines were said. Some of them are said in her room. Some of them are said out in a out in the public area. Remember when the guy comes by, he says, oh, keep moving, fella. Yeah. Like, and then one of them, the thing about Kiki and lobotomy was said in the wind, remember the symbolic yes. windstorm of Isabella outside a movie theater. 
So here's the question, which I never thought about till this very moment. Is Livia wired? No. She can't be. No, absolutely not. She's John um, Soprano's wife. Yeah, that's very true. I thought that too, that not all of these were discussions were in Green Grove. I, I, I think they uh, they trusted that the audience wasn't smart enough to put that together. I'm smart I think. enough. I, clearly. I'm smart enough. Um, another huge blooper, the B-roll of NYC. I get that's t- supposed to be Times Square, like right before they kill Jimmy. Um, this is taking place in 1999, but me and my girl, the Broadway marquee that they show, closed in 1989. And not only, so not only are you 10 years off, but that doesn't even look like 1999 Times Square. The transition of Julie, what Giuliani did to Times Square between 1989 and 1999, how much it was cleaned up. Is, I mean, that looked like a shithole, like that that picture. Like, here's where we're, we're, we're in New York. If they, someone like... just found some stock footage from 10 years ago and didn't Well, think. Well, shame on you, David Chase, for letting that happen. Shame to your family and shame to everyone involved. But I forgive you because I really like this show. But and yeah, that, Me and My Girl is a great show. I do know, and that's how I know because I'm, <laughs> I'm a fan of, of that show. I, I love that show. Speaking of music, I'm not a huge, I, I, people, people can do, can write books on the music of this show. And I'm just not a fan of doing that. I probably one time I will rewatch the entire show only paying attention to music, but I did think the Frankie Valley version of I've got you under my skin, um, playing in the restaurant when father Phil, that love triangle between father Phil. Clark yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. That yeah. No, it's good. Brilliant choice. Do you do you like the music of the show? Do you do you pay attention to it? I do. It... I, I do in certain moments, especially like when the credits come up. The song playing is always really good. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like an... is Frankie Valley itself playing a cannoli? <laughs> there's actually there's actually for the for the for the people that don't know, Frankie Valley eventually plays a character. It plays a, a character, a, which a minor is one, but it plays a character in the show. But it, it's also weird that Frankie Valley is actually referred to like they know him. Yeah. Oh, right. And that goes back like, to your see, question so it's, it's, of in the world where like you're sitting on a plane and you're watching a movie. Like, what was your whole thing? Like, you always wonder if in the movie do the actors like Melfi and the the Goodfellas, Goodfellas right. like, exist in that world? Who plays yes. Karen? Frankie Valley exists yeah. in that world, and yet he also plays a role yeah. <laughs> in the <laughs> show. show. Yeah. Um, but I did. Uh, but but. My thing with the music, I do kind of feel that sometimes it's too on the nose. Yeah. And, and I also have that, I have that complaint about Scorsese. I know you do. Who chases, I mean, when you listen to Goodfellas, I mean. Hold it, on, hold on. I love Goodfellas. Goodfellas has the best soundtrack of all movies everywhere. Yes, but every song, I mean, like you can't get more on the nose I than the songs chosen. care. And, and maybe that's why Chase likes that because Chase has very much said Scorsese is my idol. He sees Goodfellas changed my life. It, it's, I mean, this is basically the TV series of Goodfellas. And, but kind it, of. It is. Did it's you see in the trailer that Ray, Ray Liotta makes an appearance in the trailer for? Yeah, we still don't know who he plays. I'm no, assuming... I don't know who he is, but I have I have a theory, but don't say anything. But I love that he's in it. <laughs> I mean, and I think he's a pretty big role. I think he's Christopher's grandfather. Oh yeah. I I kind of assume. I think he's Dickie's. I think he's Dickie's father. Okay. That, awesome. that that's my. We'll, we'll see, but I thought that was cool. Because he's too old to be Johnny Soprano. Yes, he's way too old to be Johnny so, Soprano. But, um. So we you already asked Jimmy a rat. Um, we've kind of touched upon. Does Livia have a stroke? I do. I think she has a stroke. I think at first the memory loss was an act to get around this all, but I think she actually, the stress of all this and everyone being juniors arrested. She loves junior so much. I think all of this true. Like, I don't think her walking into Tony Soprano's house at 2am was fake. I think she's losing it. And though I think she has moments where she knows what she's doing. For example, when she told Artie about the restaurant, and I do think she's faking the memory loss to avoid the conversation at the dinner scene, et cetera. But I do think Livia's lost it, nor do I not have faith in the medical field of the hospital to not know if she actually had a stroke or not. Like, duh. Like, yeah, I think they, 
you can't, I don't think you can fake a stroke. I think nurses are brilliant and they wouldn't make that mistake. Do you think she's smiling? No. I mean, what a beautiful ambivalent moment. I, right. I, I don't know if she's smiling. I think covers she, it. Yeah, I think Tony wants to see that she's smiling. Is has she lost it so much that she's smiling just because her son's there? Like she, you don't, you have no idea if she even heard what he was saying. Like, yeah, that's I don't know point. at that point with her. But again, I I always say this: Tony really only smiles when he's winning at a mob game. And that I think I think whether or not it's really happening in his mind. That's why she's smiling because she won. Got it. I've lost. Well, not really. He's the one having restaurant. We end this. We end this season with him winning. Oh, you see, I, I think, I think Livia wins. Livia's How only... does Livia win when Junior's in jail and Tony's still alive and she had a stroke? Like I don't think she's not Livia... dead. It's she's a survival game. It's a survival game. She she should be dead. So but I'll tell you, you know, the audience freaked out when well, no, that's not true. I'm please audience take that back. HBO freaked out when okay. Tony killed Bevy in college. And of course the audience was like, that was awesome. Wait, what are you talking about? When in in, in the episode college, the big episode where he goes, Oh yeah, that guy, rap, I forgot his HBO name. didn't want that episode because he said you can't yes, show I, Tony's murder and David Chase was if you don't have him kill somebody, he's not real. Well, now I, I kind of asked that question, like, what if he killed his mother? And, and I think it was- He was about would, to. <laughs> but would the audience have turned on him there? Like, I think Chase, I think- No. Have the stroke to a- Livius is, no. I think, oh. no, I don't Mat- think- You don't think have... matricide turns a audience? <sighs> Dude, she tried to kill him. Joseph, take yourself out of the, we've talked about this you have to take yourself out of the true moral code of humans. You have to live in their moral code. And if in their moral code, I don't know. He was pissed. He was really pissed. (laughs) (laughs) It really hurt. I think, I don't know. I, I don't know. What's the worst, what's the worst way to murder? Or you're going to be murdered. Oh God. Great. Exciting. What's the, what's the, if you had to, you get one out. I don't want to know what's happening. Just, just shoot me. I don't even No, 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 but I'm saying you're going to know, but the murderer says, listen, I'll give you one way. I won't do it. Your choice. Choose the way, like, of all things you're going to do me, don't do this. Because suffocating would be mine. Yeah, probably suffocating or drowning, which is, which is similar. That to me is the worst way to die. I guess. I've never died, so I wouldn't know. I don't know. Shoot me, poison me. Even stab me. I don't want to be suffocated. I feel that that is just. That's your fear. Not so, Joseph. I'm going to go on a limb here. I would put fire on your list because you're afraid of fire. Oh, I guess I'm afraid of fire, but that that to me, I'm afraid more of accidental fire. Like I think I think a birthday <laughs> candle could kill you. Cool. Yeah. It probably wouldn't. Um. Cool. This was a blast. This was a blast. Great first season. I know our audience loves it. I hope, man. I think I, I enjoyed it. Hey, listen, if there's only Christian listens to every episode, I still had fun. Hi, Christian. He's still on the phone. Yeah. Can we take, can we take a moment to just thank Christian for sure. producing our first season? Thank you so much, Christian. Um, it has been a blast. Um, should we hire him back for hire him as if we're paying? Should we hire him back for season two? I think so. I think he, I think he put up with our shit for long enough. He does. He likes to give us notes during the show, which I find funny. He does. He and yells then, at us via for, for our audience, so you know, what Christian does is he likes to send us chats and they appear at the bottom. And then he yells at us later, like, why'd you pause at that moment? Because you gave me a note and I had to read it. He should just go, no notes. It's perfect. No, no notes. Right. I don't understand. I have no notes. But um, do you want to tell us? So, so you have a big day coming up with Christian in a couple months, right? You mean? Oh, we're getting married. You get married. That's cute. You've been getting married 17 times. Oh, right. This is, I'm hoping this is it because I'm done, but it will be great. Um, I maybe by, I'm we'll definitely, or we'll definitely start season two before then. Maybe our audience will. 
kind of season two. Oh, we'll see. We gotta get our shit together, yeah. I think. Um, I love you. This I love is you. a great love- season. Good job. Um pleasure. Thank you to our listeners. Great season for you guys too, I hope. And thank you for listening and analyzing I Dream of Jeannie Kusumano with us. That's all for us for now. And we'll see you in season two um, with the episode Guy Walks Into a Psychiatrist's Office. And this has been The Sibling Sit Down. Thanks, everyone. Ooh.